This episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is brought to you by Ops Genie. Steve Ballmer said it best. Developers, 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 developers. But may we add, operations, 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 operations. You need your teams to be ready to handle disruptions and planned service outages. And they will be ready with the right escalation and scheduling tools from Ops Genie. Because with Ops Genie, your next incident doesn't stand a chance. Visit OpsGenie.com to sign up for a free company account for up to five team members. No credit card required. That's O-P-S-G-E-N-I-E dot com. Never miss an alert again with Ops Genie from Atlassian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 337 of the weekly brought to you by PocketNow and technically based upon our guests, mostly XDA developers, recorded on Friday, <laughs> the 21st of December, 2018. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Isn't it Festivus for the rest of us, right? Happy Festivus happy for Festivus. the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't celebrate anything ever, well, maybe you're doing life a little wrong. I'm Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Jaime and Brandon are off this week, uh, but we have a couple of backstop guests. And I see that my video may have frozen a little it'll come back <laughs> yeah it froze at the right uh, at the right side right there it just it stopped right there at the, at the logo right there we're good oh, exactly it's hilarious <laughs> hopefully it'll, it'll hopefully it'll come right back if anything I'll, I'll i'll reset a couple of things but in any case uh, our guests are already chiming in we have the man with the best name for rap lyrics tk bay how's it going man <laughs> hey man how you doing guys um, I'm happy to be back on the show. Uh, you know, I have a buddy of mine here too. Both of actually, both of my buddies here, Josh and Adam. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah, good company. Yeah, and, and of course, Jules in the uh, in the in the control room. Of course, can't forget Jules. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, all right. So the last time we saw you, TK, you were like outdoors. Like this time, you're in like your studio setup. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brandon's like. Are you going to have a good connection this time? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm back home. <laughs> uh, it, what happened, though, is that every other Friday or so, I generally have work. So I didn't want to, you know, miss out on the opportunity. So I just did it outside on my laptop. Mm. Today I'm off. So, you know, yeah, a little bit better. Perfect. All right. And then uh, we have a new guest joining us for the first time from XDA, uh, who may have objected to my use of the word backstop. I like that. <laughs> is, <laughs> is Adam Conway. How's it going, Adam? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm finished exams and all. So, yeah, I have, have time to do work and things that aren't staring at a book. Uh, <laughs> So that's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's right. Winter break starts for you guys now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just finished uh, my exams uh, during the week, so I have until end of January off now. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we might one of these days when we have you on the show, we're gonna ask you like your experience as a student then, because like I'm I'm always interested in that. Because I started in this industry like just after college, so like I have a little I, I have like a different a differing. Uh, um, background with that jules knows it uh, jules of course is in the booth today so uh make sure you give him some love in the chats uh he'll be monitoring the chat but also remember that you can get in on the conversation by uh tweeting us with the hashtag pn weekly so why don't we go ahead and get started with our stories all right uh ben gate again uh i can't i you can see me just just incredulous over this um apparently some of the s- slightly beloved let's say jaime loves his the 2018 gonna... ipad Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 2018 yeah. iPad Pros. Apparently, there's not just the propensity for these tablets to bend, but they might actually come bent, pre-bent, if you will. <laughs> All right. So Apple has confirmed to The Verge, who broke the story originally, that some 2018 iPad Pros might ship slightly bent 
right out of the box. It's a feature. Now they don't. <laughs> it's a feature. Yeah, exactly. It's a streamlining of the device. Um, now the. <laughs> Apparently, they don't consider this a defect, but a side effect of the manufacturing process. And uh, as it says here on the article at Pocket Now, the iPhone maker that it won't, uh, the iPhone maker said it will not get worse over time, and uh, it doesn't affect the performance of the tablet in any way. Um, I'm not too sure exactly uh, how to feel about this. That picture that Jules is already on, um, yeah, <laughs> that looks that looks pretty horrible. Because it's not just a bend, like if we think about, whenever I think about bending or just like curves on a phone, I think of the uh, LG G Flex. You know, usually when it just bends straight, it just kind of, you know, it's just like ever so slight kind of curvature that yeah, just looks yeah. like a feature, right? If, it, if, if it's a uniform curve, uh, like the LG G Flex, I'm usually pretty happy about that. But this is like right in the middle. So mm. it's, it's ex <laughs> it definitely looks like a defect. Any thoughts on uh, the new hashtag Bengate from you guys? A competitor to Samsung's new foldable phone coming soon? I, I think that's what I was going to write. It's exactly where I was going to go. I think it's a new feature. We just haven't agreed. You're using the phone. You're using the, the iPad in the wrong way. Yeah, you don't exactly. It, it's meant to curve curvature. in towards you as if like it's surrounding you. You know, new curvature. It's... Is it so? I'm looking at the speakers in the photo down there. Is it it kind of like, does. Yeah, it does. A little like bit this. curve this way. And... Yeah. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I don't think it's the right way to go about it. <laughs> no, no. And, and I think realistically, even from a hardware point of view, they I mean, if they're obviously they're acknowledging it, yeah. they're not going against it. I think the realistic thing is to um, just obvi obviously offer people the, the ability of exchanging it, not just say that it won't get worse as time goes on, meaning you should just accept it and move on. Because you can imagine, you know, down the road, people looking at these, especially when you try to use it in the case, yeah, right? Yeah. So I can imagine the casing wouldn't even close the right way. Yeah. And I'm sure... Josh, <laughs> I gotta talk to Josh. Yeah, so Jules is flipping down, up and down in the image. Yeah, you could see it right there. It, it's not a, yeah, just and, so oh bad. man, yeah, that is just a tough picture. On that note, uh, I think overall, it's it's going to be one of those things. I think a lot of people are going to be obviously exchanging. I think yeah. it's it's sad. Um, you know, obviously we didn't have unbox therapy uh, discover this one, but it's one of the things they mentioned oh, though. Man. They said uh, that they that they haven't seen an increase in like uh people returning them well i'm assuming so this is my my theory is because because it's around the holidays yeah. so i have a feeling some of these things are still sitting in boxes yeah. you know so they haven't been gifted yet so i'd say by next week with unboxing you know boxing day or you know christmas day uh i think a lot of people are going to start realizing these things so we may see that number go a little bit yeah. higher depending on it may have been just an isolated case i mean yeah very small sample could also just be like i mean I wouldn't have said that they're lying, but it could be that they're just like, oh, everything's cool, you know, nothing's going on here. <laughs> um, hopefully Apple's going to be forthcoming, at the very least, about providing the uh, replacements. But this is the thing, they're saying that this is this is not a defect. Like, this is, I feel like that's their get-out-of-jail-free card, mm. uh, that they don't have to replace all of these devices. So it's, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I have a feeling there are going to be a lot of angry users out there. Um, and not even... Well, especially come Christmas Day. Exactly. Um, so is this something that you could look past if you were told, like, you can't you can't replace it? Is this something that you think you could look past on, on the device if you were... Because you're looking at the screen, right? Like, it's, unless there was, like, a, an aberration inside of the screen itself that made it clear that it's bending a certain way, like, it's, it's something that I feel like you can only see when you kind of have it at a, at a, at a horizon like this. Mm -hmm. Well, we just think of the reflection, right? I mean, even if you're holding it, the light hits it at one yeah. angle on one side of the yeah. screen, the other side kind of glares off. 
the good thing about it is it's within a certain period of purchase, you're obviously able to return. They're, they're not going to be able to basically go so far and say, sorry, you can't exchange it. But my, and especially with the holidays, I'm hoping extended return policies, generally, at least in the US, uh, they allow you to return things, I think, all the way to January or so. Mm -hmm. So I, and, and that's where Adam and I were talking when you were, uh, when we were, you know, getting back in there. Uh, the reason why the numbers are maybe not as high is there's a potential possibility a lot of people have these things in boxes sitting waiting to be unboxed. Oh, that's so true. you have that timing, that delay. So I would say, yeah, look at it maybe more next week or the first week of January and see if there's maybe more reports of more people returning. But yeah, if I got it in the box, no. Yeah. Now that that goes back right away. I go down to the Apple Store and put in for an exchange. Yeah, maybe if you're giving a, if, if you're about to gift somebody it, just go ahead and like rip, yeah. rip, rip it open and just take a look at yeah. it and just make sure it's okay. <laughs> uh, it, in, exactly. in Ireland, actually, there's a six year warranty period for Apple products, so there definitely won't be any issues returning those. Uh, people buying them in Ireland, uh, and then same in mm. Europe, it's two years, so yeah, shouldn't be any issues. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Neither of you guys have this iPad, do you? Uh, no, oh, okay. no, uh, mostly uh, Samsung and uh, uh, Huawei pad ta tablets. Ah, okay, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm using and Chrome OS, but that's the oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm using, a, I'm using a MacBook yeah. X Pro right now to, you know, during this podcast, maybe given my technical difficulties, I'm gonna perhaps change that for our next. <laughs> well, we also have a little bit of, uh, we have a little bit more Apple news, uh, and in in this particular case, like so. I mentioned Huawei for a hot second, um, but I just want to mention real quick on the Mate 20 Pro using the uh, in-display fingerprint reader, um, mm -hmm. clearly we have some trends going on in Android where we still have things like fingerprint readers. They might be underneath the display. They might be on the back, like with the Pixel 3, which I'm tethering off of right now. But as of course, when it comes to Apple, they had done away with the fingerprint reader. They've done away with Touch ID, as they had called it. Uh, but apparently, the European Patent Office published some patent applications from Apple that included an iPhone that had both Face ID and Touch ID. Now, this is honestly a really interesting uh, prospect because a lot of Apple users, a lot of iPhone users in general, were really upset to find out that Touch ID was no longer going to be a part of their beloved smartphone. So mm -hmm. uh, any thoughts from you guys here about a potential Touch ID return? Um. I, I think I think the way that they would probably do that if they were going to do it in some way uh, would either be scratch the bezel this thing and go, right, okay, return to form, people didn't like it or whatever, or an in-display fingerprint sensor, which I think is the more likely thing that they will do. Uh, the only thing I will say is the technology isn't there yet, in my opinion. I have the OnePlus 6T. I'm not a fan of the in-display fingerprint sensor. Really? <laughs> I really like, don't what, like it. <laughs> what, uh, what problems have you been having with it? I, I just, like, I think... Well, I think in OnePlus's case, I think they've actually kind of gone and said, you know, this is the cool new hip thing to do. We're going to implement it. And I just don't feel like it's fast enough, or at least the one they've used. I know the Mate 20 Pro, uh, a friend of mine has that, and uh, he says it's pretty mm -hmm. decent. But even still, like the OnePlus 6 uh, fingerprint sensor was extremely fast, as in like... That was ridiculous. Yeah, like probably fast, one yep. of the best I've ever used. And I have a Razer Phone 2 there, I have the OnePlus 6T, I have Mix 2S... And it's the fastest out of all of those, the OnePlus 6s. I think OnePlus were trying to force it out the door just to say, we have it. And I feel like Apple isn't going to do that. I feel like this will be something we'll see next generation or even the generation after. Um, but I, I do think they would probably want to implement both, especially for like payments and such. Well, I think that the, uh, the, the, the fingerprint readers on the rear of pretty much any smartphone that we've used has always been... 
they've yeah they've always been very reliable so i i, yeah. I keep thinking to myself like why 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 try to break what's already fixed or why yeah. you know like if it ain't broke don't fix it is what i'm trying to say um which i i would i would see them putting it there yeah i would see them in in introducing it as the new feature of it of the fact that the fingerprint reader should be in the back yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the photo right now of, uh, I believe this is the 10R, and the, mm-hmm. um, why not make an in-display, okay, okay, in-display fingerprint reader technically means that it's underneath the glass, so what if you put it underneath the glass on the back of an iPhone underneath the Apple logo? Oh, that would be nice, <laughs> actually, that would be a smart use of the logo. Yeah, yeah. oh, I make see it what functional. you, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. that would be perfect, and, and that's, like, that's yeah. exactly where, like, it would be needed uh, for, for, for ergonomics. Yeah. I think, I yeah, think yeah. they should yeah. just do that. Like so it. Apple, you know, I'll I'll wait for... If you're watching, take notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll wait for my check in the mail. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. in terms of like doing away with touch biometrics and moving to face biometrics? Do you use face unlock a lot? So speaking of OnePlus 60 and uh, where Adam kind of led us into that one. Uh, so the OnePlus has one of the fastest face unlocked, uh, you know, devices on the market. And it's not the same as what we see on the Mate 20 Pro with the 3D unlock. It's as, as far as security and biometrics there. Um, it's hard. It's hard. I, I had I had the, uh, the the iPhone XS Max and even the 10 Switching over to something where I had to look at my phone every time I wanted to unlock it or do something and pay with it, it became kind of a... It, just, it wasn't as functional. I ended up relying more on the pin. Uh, but it is the way we're going. Every phone now has it. Uh, I mean, every phone except for the Pixel devices, but that's beside the point. Uh, it's one of those things that I think we need to just accept. Uh, the fingerprint sensors need to get better, of course, for them to be under the display or underneath the glass the way we have them. Uh, but having both of them on the same device and having it being an Apple device, I don't know. So I, 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 I'm hopeful, but I'm also kind of seeing that Apple never really goes back and thinks, right? Whenever we've introduced something, they've never brought, like the headphone jack went away. We never saw it coming back. So I'm thinking this may also be just in case they wanted to cover themselves or they may... Or maybe this is like a lower end model of some sort. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's hard. It, Apple just generally never goes backwards. So if they've taken it away, it, they're done. And as you saw with this lineup with this year, it's gone. Yeah. Apple taketh away, never giveth. <laughs> yeah, usually how it is. <laughs> that's their new, uh, uh, new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the silhouettes in their, in their uh, commercials. And at the end of it, it goes, Apple taketh away. That's paycheck uh, number two on its way to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, shifting gears, we're going to go from Apple and go over to a company that hopefully we're going to see a little bit more of at CES, which is obviously around the corner. Um, Adam, I know it's a little bit difficult for you to make it out to Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. But <laughs> a little. T- yeah. <laughs> TK, are you going to be there in a couple weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, oh, I got there on the 5th and hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, we our stuff starts ahead of even CES, right? I mean, we're we're <laughs> days oh, yeah. in advance. So, yeah, uh, I'm hoping to be there. I know I think Jaime is going to be there. And I'm assuming you're going as well. Oh yes, I mean I'm I'm, re- I'm I'm registered under pocket now. <laughs> so <laughs> um, well, I'm XDA. So yeah, uh, but yes, yeah. All right, looking forward to it. And I think we have um, we have some more, some more people from XDA's portal side. Our, oh, exec- our uh, chief editor uh, Michelle is, uh, is going to be there as well with us. Oh, awesome. Okay, yep. so. Uh, this might be a phone that we would be happy to see there. Now, whether or not this is going to be on the floor at CES remains to be seen. But Lenovo uh, has just announced, or rather uh, made light, of their Z5 Pro GT 
855 edition. <laughs> That's a long name. Uh, give it to Lenovo for that one. But not only is this going to be uh, the one of, if not the first, commercial devices out there with the Snapdragon 855, it also mm -hmm. is going to have, um, and here's a trend that we're, we're, we're really, we're, we're, get, we're getting there, guys. We're getting close to uh, the, the high double-digit numbers in uh, smartphone RAM. 12 gigabytes <laughs> in this one. Yeah. <laughs> 12 gigs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot to like about the spec sheet on this. I mean, obviously, you have 12 gigabytes of RAM. You have a uh, uh, generally bezel-less, like, like minimal bezel display. Mm -hmm. um, it is a Super AMOLED display. Uh, in this case, it's a Full HD+. Plus display and also the battery is at 3350 milliamp hours so you may yeah. or may not be happy about that um but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's also priced fairly well uh the maxed out variant is uh at the equivalent of about 638 us dollars which that's not that bad that's it's respectable mm -hmm. it's reasonable for a brand new first of its kind with 855 yeah yeah uh, we're just off the heels of the Snapdragon 855 announcement a couple of weeks ago uh, mm -hmm. at the Qualcomm Tech Summit. So, um, any thoughts on uh, the 855 in one? In one? Oh wait, uh, Jules just uh, corrected me real quick, but it looks like that this phone is also. I might have missed this detail. That's a slider phone, apparently. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's got dual yeah. selfie cameras. Yeah. Okay, that makes this render make a whole lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, it is a slider phone. It's so, so funny. I didn't see the word slider at all in the uh, in the right up here. But that's even better. I adore slider. Uh, that the fact that sliders are returning. Um, so yeah, let's add that to the mix. Snapdragon eight fifty five, uh, twelve gigabytes of RAM, and of course the slider mm -hmm. that is returning little by little. I think I think it's it, so my so after you went through the entire list. So my only gripe with this entire specs list, other than the fact that obviously it looks awesome, is what it actually does look kind of good. It's coming out with. Oh, oh, as in like, yeah. do you mean like their uh, own skin of Android kind of thing, or? Yeah, but it's still Oreo. I mean, it's, yeah. it's literally That's 2019. True, Come on, gotta give us some That's pie. That's really strange. Actually. It's the holidays. That's really strange. <laughs> it's launching on Oreo with while being the first with an 855. So typically, we've seen the, we've seen things like that at CES, right? We've always seen like the first version. I think. Uh, previous years, we've always seen like at least one manufacturer that releases some cool tech, like the in-display fingerprint sensor, the pop-up mm. camera from last year. Remember in twenty uh, the CS of twenty eighteen. So I think it's really exciting to see something this cool from Lenovo. Um, is it is it going to be the be all best device that we're going to look at? Well, obviously we need to try it out. But from what you guys covered, uh, Josh, you and Jaime from uh, from the uh, summit. I'm really excited to see the performance benefit in actually in a device because you guys got to see like pre-release stuff. So as a consumer or even well, prosumer or even with XDA, I would love to be able to just try it out and see the comparison. Is it really that noticeable? And specifically, again, we're running an Oreo. Can you really get the benefit of the 855 running there? Or do you need the optimizations of Pi to be able to get some of the main benefits there? So I would love to play with it. I'll hopefully get some hands on if they do have a, a sample with it on the floor. But I'm excited. 855. I, I can't wait for the for the new onslaught of 855 to come in. It's just one of the things I will say is, uh, so the 855, one of its biggest uh, biggest additions was the fact that it has, I think it's three times faster AI, uh, because mm -hmm. they saw like what Huawei was doing with the MPU and stuff for like AI, so they were like, okay, let's make our own AI chip, and they threw that in there. And uh, Android Pie has a lot more AI-based features, like they have the adaptive battery, they have the uh, mm -hmm. app actions, slices, all that kind of stuff. So... I'd say that the real benefits will come from Pi, even just in terms of efficiency. Uh, yeah. 
So Oreo, seeing, that's why I find it weird to launch it on that, Oreo. That, yeah, when you went like in the, and then it says Oreo. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, really? So you you got you got upset at Oreo. I I was right before you there where it said ZUI10, and I was like, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it, it's it's so it's the base, right? Because at the end of the day, really, some of the main benefits out of the new chipset needs to be with the software, right? I mean, you can oh, sure. you give us a Lambo, but you know, if it has a, an engine of a Pinto, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the I think it's still a good move. I'm pretty sure they can push out, uh, you know, Pi pretty quickly. Or this may just be a, a typo. Maybe by the time it actually hits the market, it will be running Pi. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jules actually had the exact same mind as me. Um. You were talking TK about how CES generally has. Uh, historically, there are a couple of manufacturers that come out and say we're the first ones. Check it out. Um. And I still I will always remember the year that. The ill-fated Leico brought out that Snapdragon. Oh yeah, Leico. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, Jules was just pointing it out in the chat, and I was like, I will always remember that because I remember everyone scrambled for it. Everyone was trying to get that phone, trying to get it on camera, and sure enough, like not only was it the worst performing eight twenty phone, <laughs> it was, it was also a, from a company that eventually would not even would not even be around Existing. anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, we're oh, we're getting dangerously close to all of these manufacturers just straight up saying, you know what, you wanted this, we're putting it in. We're getting you the 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 Sony forty eight megapixel camera. We're gonna get sixteen gigabytes of RAM. You're gonna get a four K oh. display. Like I feel like we're gonna eventually 4K make all it the to time. That point. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit it's it's a little bit uh, uh, terrifying if you ask me. Like because we smartphone. <laughs> One, one smartphone is going to cause the singularity. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be Lenovo with the first. <laughs> with AI, but, let's not forget, with AI. Oh, of course, yeah, but Oreo, exactly. running Oreo. Yeah. You, get, you, get really, you get really scared if we go to CES one day and you start hearing rumors of the singularity phone. <laughs> <laughs> it just turns out to be the most powerful device ever made. Oh, man, this is going to be hilarious. But I, I wonder if uh, any one of these manufacturers is just going to go balls to the wall with it and 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 just go go all in. And I mean, Vegas would be the perfect time to go all in, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think it would be hilarious. All right. So, TK, you uh, you flashed out a uh, a pixel a second yeah. ago. Are you e simming it? No, no. So that's that's like my biggest uh, beef about the fact is because it's supposed to be a dual SIM device, but one of them would be an eSIM, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be able to use the eSIM in there. But I tried contacting, uh, so I use T-Mobile mostly, but I tried contacting them and I couldn't run it. It wouldn't work on my account. Really? Okay, so what was, uh, so uh, the, the story that we're talking about right now is that T-Mobile launched their eSIM for iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> for iPhones. <laughs> Uh, so there are a couple of plans made specifically for the iPhones that, of course, support eSIM. Um, so the T-Mobile eSIM app, uh, the app you know, that you have to use to set it up, it mm -hmm. supports two regular use plans. You have a $40 prepaid one, uh, and you also have this 21-day tourist plan, which I think is pretty awesome. Like if you, uh, if you have an iPhone XS uh, or a XS Max or a XR, yep. does a XR do eSIM or is it just a XS? I, I think it's the, uh, the XS. I don't remember the uh, XR having that, but. Jules oh, okay. can probably correct us. Well, it's definitely in the 10s. So if you have the 10s and you come and you go to and, and you're from abroad and you come to the US, you could go on T-Mobile and try out the eSIM. Uh, exactly. You have that. It's kind of an interesting touristy travel type of hack. Um, I oh the XR the, the 10R does. Okay. Um, so I uh, <laughs> I use the eSIM on the Pixel all the time. 
especially when traveling. And TK, mm-hmm. you and I, we've been to China a bunch of times. Clearly, oh, yeah. no. Project Fi has been a savior of sorts. A, a godsend. Oh my God. It, it's mm-hmm. When I talked to you that one time before my trip, I was like, totally different experience than my first trip to, to China. Like, as if I was back home. So yes, no, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so eSIMs, this is the thing. Like, why... I'm I'm over here. Like Jules already answered the question in the chat in his own way. Uh, but the answer to the question, why would T-Mobile only release this for iPhones? Well, of course, as Jules says, everyone's going iPhone. Like that's that's always going to be the perception, right? So um, I guess I would ask you guys, like, why do you think? Um, why wouldn't T-Mobile like support this on, say, the Pixel, which was the first phone to do something like an eSIM, popularize it? Uh, I'm, I think it's probably just carrier branding, I think, at this point, right? Because for the most part, they don't really carry the Pixel and they haven't really, like their association with the Pixel is kind of, a few years ago, they used to give you a discount to bring your Pixel over to to their service. And I remember Mm -hmm. like it was the original Pixel. They gave you like $300 credit on your account. And I think there was much better integration there. Um, I'm not sure if it has something to do with the fact that they don't officially, you know, support the Pixel, even though it's just a GSM connection. Uh, but they've typically done that in the past. Like even when they released their digit service, they released it on the iPhone first before they supported Android. And I think it's more of a compatibility thing. It's easier. I mean, not to, not, not nothing against Android, but because of the fragmentation of the system that or the ecosystem that we have, it's simpler to develop for iPhone and support a, you know a certain series of devices and release that first, and then work on adapting it over to Android. Uh, not to say that every Android device has eSIM. It's a limited amount of devices that support it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just feel like that may be just a gut feeling. Let's support what we have on them on the shelves right now. And then we work on whatever we can ask people to bring over. Yeah. It's just uh, also uh, very, in- oh, sorry. sorry, go for it, Adam. I just wanted to say, I, I was looking into this actually just recently and leading on from your fragmentation point, uh, the GSMA, uh, so basically like the head of like, uh, connectivity and all that, like, the, uh, your man was saying before that the big thing they want to avoid when bringing in the eSIM standard is fragmentation. So they're doing it very carefully and very slowly. And that's why partnerships are so slow to roll out because it said it's a lot more complex. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that ties into it at all because of the ubiquity of iPhones in the US and the sense that they're all very, very similar. Uh, yep. okay. So that could also play in. I would I would have sooner uh, expected, uh, I, w- I would have sooner expected Sprint to put something out like this because they're so like in they're like in the iPhone pocket uh, in a way mm. um, I, I think even more so than than T-Mobile honestly uh, but <laughs> Jules is also pointing out that uh, the, the only plans that you can use with the eSIM right now on T-Mobile with iPhones they're, they're prepaid plans so mm-hmm. you know as exciting <laughs> as it might be you know I prepaid plan if you're not really into that it's not it, they're not even putting an effort to support postpaid plan people like yourself, TK. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it was exactly. And I've, and I've been with them for quite some time. I, I, it's, it's, right now, it's not a big issue for me because for the most part, a lot of our devices still support dual, you know, dual standards. You have the eSIM and the standard SIM. Mm-hmm. But I know at some point that I'm pretty sure manufacturers will find some reason to say they needed the slot, that space that the SIM card takes, uh, that they need to basically remove that to add some type of feature. And then we're mm-hmm. you know, all eSIM. And I think it's better for us because it helps us, it saves us from having to worry about the SIM card degradation over time. Um, and it just makes it simpler for us. And then maybe they can, you know, make space for SD cards again, or if that ever becomes a standard again. I think but, that I think that the, uh, the the number one thing I take away from this is that the eSIM standard is not a standard. Mm-hmm. Like, it, no. it could, <laughs> it's definitely not. And I would love to see the evolution. I'm looking farther ahead in time now, but like, I would love to see the evolution of 
um, the eSIM become that you could have like, I know it's not really a thing in the US, but you can you can have like three different carriers on the same phone and you just hot swap among all of them. You mm-hmm. may not be getting full dual SIM or tri-SIM capabilities, obviously, but yeah, at least you could switch between yeah. like, let's say if I had Google Fi and I wanted to use my Verizon eSIM and all of that. That's kind of like the, it's kind of like the holy grail in my opinion, because even right yeah, now, even I'm when using, you travel. Yeah, exactly. Um, even right now, I'm using Verizon's LTE. Um, so I'm using that in order to do this podcast. Uh, I would not do that if I was on Fi <laughs> on no. here, because then I would be paying $90 next month. And then, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, great. So hopefully the eSIM will become a bit more of a standardized thing in the future. Uh, but for now, it is an iPhone uh, 10s, 10s Max. And yes, it does say here 10R. 10 um, so yeah, I mean, if you are on T-Mobile or if you're looking to try T-Mobile and you have a 10s, you could try out with the with the prepaid eSIM plans. Now, on the other hand, if you have, let's say, something other than an iPhone, uh, maybe something from HTC, (laughs) uh, you might have a different time in this upcoming year because apparently there's going to be, um, well, maybe or maybe not a new version of HTC's U flagship phones. We have talked about this once or twice already on this show that um, it, we may not be getting necessarily the next version of the U, but we might just get an evolution of the existing U products that are available right now. So uh, HTC Taiwan president Darren Chen said that the company will evolve this year's U12 Plus into a 2019 version for the premium market. Uh, nothing said about a U13, which I guess, you know, that would only make so much sense. But (laughs) uh, refuting the claims that the uh, company is getting out from that focus area. Uh, So we do have other devices uh, around the U12 line. You have things like the U12 Life, uh, which is the mid-range device, which I have to say, I actually quite enjoyed personally. Um, I thought that for the price that it was and for what Mm -hmm. it was trying to do, it was a very reliable everyday phone. Um, But of course, HTC, of course, has a lot of other uh, properties in its uh, portfolio, including things like the Vive Pro and the exactly, Wireless yeah. Vive Focus. So it's not as if HTC, we, we joke about it all the time, but it's not as if HTC is just going to go and disappear anytime soon. They definitely have their their hands in enough cookie jars that they can stick around. Blockchain um, phones. <laughs> the blockchain phone, yeah, as, as Jules is pointing out, the blockchain-powered Exodus 1 that actually sold out. Yeah, they, 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 your man was very, uh, Darren Chen, he was very proud, saying that it sold out very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely, there's, they may not be at the forefront of our consciousness, but they're definitely, uh, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like scrapping in the back. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of great to see that HTC is not going to be going anywhere anytime soon, but, uh, any like any thoughts on whether or not we should be seeing a flagship from them? Maybe they should just like move into these other properties, these other markets, and just focus on them. Uh, is it more of a survivalist tactic at this point? Like, how do you feel about HTC moving into twenty nineteen? HTC's so for me, HTC will always hold a special place. I've started off with HTC back in the old days, and I've always appreciated what they offered. And they do. I mean, they have. They have good hardware. It's not a question of hardware anymore. Uh, the cameras have been fixed. The things have been getting better. But uh, this may not be a bad idea. This this may not be a bad move for them just to see basically how the market does in 2019, right? In the early 2019s. So maybe update the U12 and give us something a little bit like that. And then maybe the U13, you know, surprise, surprise, comes in the second half of 2019. Uh, but something to the effect of, you know, staying in the forefront, staying in the, in the mind of people at least keep talking about them is not a bad idea. I don't think they should move out of hardware for smartphones. I think this is a, a market that they should always stay in. But 
they need to just be consistent and you know figure out what they want to do quickly don't don't try to do for the lack of a better word the you know what lg was trying to do a few years ago with you know the whole what to the release when to release it i think they just need to stay consistent and, and you know make sure they they work and they provide what they're providing you know at, at a reasonable price that's the other thing that i, I hope that they consider yeah. okay uh, I I would say as well that if they're going to focus more on releasing like a 2019 version of the Utah Plus or whatever it is, that they also mentioned that they want to focus on their mid ranges. Uh, mm -hmm. that you they could hopefully shave off some R and D costs if they're just basically redoing the U12 Plus. They're not they're not saying back to the drawing board. We need a new phone. They're saying we need to improve on our previous phone. Exactly. Which I think could help a lot. Uh, and then as well, the mid-range devices, uh, yeah, they said they want to focus a lot on those, which I think were a bit more reasonably priced than their flagships. Not hugely more reasonably priced, but they were better. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and worst case scenario, HTC always has their VR market that they can fall back on. Like, Valve has been pushing them hugely for PC gaming. and yeah. That's been very successful. So, I mean, they'll always be around, whether it be smartphones, virtual reality, or blockchain. <laughs> Yeah, Jules has a bit of a worry in our chat here that this might be another reboot for the company, but you can only reboot so many times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do agree with you guys in the sense that like figuring out what best, how best to evolve an existing product might be better than wasting all of the money to make a new one only for it to flop later yeah. in the year. And I completely agree with that. Um, it's And I also think it's a little bit better than, let's say, the Sony uh, approach, which is like... The what are we at now? The Xperia X fifty premium, uh, Max whatever everything compact, like Sony every <laughs> single year just puts out yet another phone and just keeps going. It's almost as if it's it's almost as if Sony is the reference design of Android. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I mean, even years ago, like uh, even with uh, the original iPhones or one of the iPhones a couple of years back, I remember uh, Steve Jobs talking about Sony phones being an inspiration. And then like, I think Sony just in general has always been an inspiration to OEMs throughout the years. And I don't know why. <laughs> it appears they, they have it's been. beautiful design and they, you know, it's something about when you hold a Sony phone, I, I've had, it just, you always feel it's a different experience. They they have they have a knack for basically the detail level, the design, the aesthetics. Um, I remember my Z2 when it first came out in the US on T-Mobile. That was just I loved that phone. It was water resistant, great camera, great hardware. It just looked unique. It just that premium feel. Something about Sony. No other yeah. manufacturer doesn't it tries That's to copy fair, that yeah. for some reason. I remember you know, the Z3 we were was nice. Sorry, I was just saying that. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, I, you know what? I will give Sony some credit. I I did this every single year around IFA. I give Sony this much credit. They're the first manufacturer to look at the Snapdragon processor of the time and say, enable it all. <laughs> like, <laughs> turn it all on. Yeah. Like, to turn on the super slow-mo, turn on the, the, the AI, turn on the face tracking, turn on all of the things that Qualcomm announces, but put it into an actual usable device first. Yep. Like the, they for better or for worse. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, because they do come out with certain features that may not necessarily land, but you're right. As far as a get-all, they, they, they definitely they give you what is intended to come out because you don't always get that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, great. So, um, you know, best of luck to HTC in the upcoming year. If it's a U12 Plus, maybe you'll see a review of it here on Pocket Now and over on XDA as well. Uh, okay, so we do have one more story before we get into our break. Um, <laughs> I got a question. The um, 
Now, this is not this is not the best story, okay? But I'm just curious. Over in XDA land, how do you guys all feel about the Cydia App Store? Ooh. <laughs> was it was it used at all like uh is, is this uh because okay what we're looking at here is uh the city app store apparently had a security vulnerability um that caused the developers of that particular application to just shut it down completely like it's we always talk about like i guess i can re-pivot or rather pivot my question to you guys as xda um fellas um third-party app stores how how much do you recommend to users who come to XDA to use stuff like that? Because here we have a third-party one that's made for iOS, and all of a sudden it's got this huge vulnerability that caused them to just shut everything down immediately. Well, uh, one thing I would just like to say as well quickly, that, uh, yeah, uh, the Sorek, uh who runs it, he said that the payments are being shut down. They're going to leave it up, but it means like paid app repositories and stuff that were hosted through Cydia will basically die. But Cydia as a whole will still exist. Uh, oh. Just through whatever means they leave it up. Uh, he said he's earning enough to pay out of pocket to cover service costs, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but as for like third-party app repositories as a whole obviously you get pirate piracy ones uh won't name them but yeah you get those ones which are <laughs> do- dodgy enough and adam, one of them suddenly, tried to- adam is suddenly the dark tipper on this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them tried to take uh google to court in the eu and that didn't go well but anyway ah. <laughs> uh f for example the open source uh app market i think is a brilliant idea because if you think about it, if you're going with Google, you're going with this whole proprietary like service base that runs on every Android phone out there, um, more or less. Uh, and you're bending to Google's will where you then have to pay like the $25 fee or whatever. And then you're giving them part of your earnings, which is something that Epic Games took issue with. Uh, mm-hmm. While with Fdroid, they're an open source uh, like app provider that will run on any android phone uh mm-hmm. all the apps on there have to be open source uh all like everything released no changes uh between the compiled version and the sources given uh so i think there's two sides to it uh that on ios is a bit you wouldn't get that so much as like because it's already not an open platform as such like android is uh but i think it's good just to have that little bit of fragmentation just to mm-hmm. say like to say it as an alternative well, it's, a, it's good that Sorek was able to figure out exactly where the vulnerability lied um, because yeah. it is in the payment system. And obviously, you don't want to have your users' uh, account information you know, the, as part of the vulnerability. Uh, yeah. Not only that, uh, it's also about making sure that people aren't purchasing things that they didn't purchase. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's obviously that to, have, to, to be. Um, but, so you, but you're talking about like third-party uh, app stores in, in the sense of Android, but in, in when it comes to iOS, you know, you have the, of course, you have the the app store, yeah, exactly. uh, which is in which is itself a walled garden, uh, mm-hmm. and w- shouldn't there be more room for other places to, you know, because we used to have jailbreaking, and, yeah. well, uh, but now we now when it comes to iOS, like it's kind of hard to actually get a little bit more open i mean obviously ios is not necessarily an open source software but yeah. you know any uh, should there be other app stores to not really contend but to just open up the capabilities of ios to its users i i think it, so it, competition will always bring the best out of any environment that you put it in as long as it is there's a way to be able to trust the competition and make sure that you're getting the right type of software um, so for us, even, I mean, we talk about Android, I mean, even XDA, right? We have XDA labs. That's one of our biggest things. We provide the opportunity for developers to get direct access to consumers and we don't, you know, modify it. It's something that we provided as a service. 
but what you know on iOS is just I think most people, most the average user on iOS would probably not know what Cydia is in the first place, and I think that's, yeah, that's the true. main concern. So it's the enthusiasts on that ecosystem that will probably start looking for secondary and tertiary, basically app stores. Sorry for the sound in the background there. Um, <laughs> or, you, or you could just be like TK and mitigate all this by having a landline. <laughs> I do have it's a landline. Max that's to what's help ringing. you with your Samsung. <laughs> uh, I was like, of all little things. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I think honesty competition will always be a little bit better. And uh, I'm going to hang it over to Adam real quick to shut this phone off. <laughs> I think you, I think you have a great point though that uh, there should be a little bit of that. I mean, in Android, we we certainly uh, enjoy that freedom and uh, the fact that there are other resources because there are some cases yeah. where obviously some applications come out that are not uh, fully pushed out. Let's say they're not they're not OTA'd all the way to my actual device, so yeah. I can find that there is the uh, the app somewhere else that I can download, yeah. sideload, and be able to get it. So it's, it's that kind of freedom that I think is great. I uh, it's just um, one other thing as well. Yeah, it, I, I don't know how I forgot. But yeah, XDA Labs. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I know. You, you like talked to that. And... Yeah, I, I just entirely <laughs> forgot. But yeah, no, like uh, XDA Labs, I believe, gives like a hundred. I think it's 100% of profits to developers. I could be wrong. It could be 90%. I'm pretty sure it's 100. Um, it, it gives 100% to developers, as far as I'm aware. And I think that's a brilliant thing to have. Just to give like developers kind of this incentive even just to stray away from the Play Store a bit. Just because if you're if you're handing over all that control to a company, you get similar to Apple's like ecosystem where it's just like it's all in one place. If they ban you or remove your app, that's it. You're gone. Like you you yeah. have no recourse. Uh yeah, definitely. and you're at their whim. All right. Okay, well, that will do it for our main uh, stories, or rather our news segment for today. We're going to go ahead and take a small break. The Pocket Now Weekly comes to you with support of Caseta by Lutron. Today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control, brought to you by Lutron Pioneers in Smart Home Technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk, so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. And you can make it happen with the power of your own voice. Caseta is in touch with the most smart assistants, from Google Assistant to Siri to Alexa, and it connects to the most devices, including thermostats from Nest, smart bars from Sonos, and much more. You can control exactly how bright you want your lights to be with Caseta Smart Dimmers. In fact, our producer Jules recently bought some LED strips and connected them to Caseta so he can control their luminance for all-out raves in his tiny apartment. <laughs> or moody blues for those jazz sessions. Because, you know, if you ain't got that swing, it don't mean a thing, and Caseta's got that swing. You can have your smart lighting just as simple by getting it the smart way with Caseta by Lutron. Search for C-A-S-E-T-A or hit up Lutron.com. That's Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to peace of mind. Adam, this is the first time that I've ever met you. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let, let, I want to ask if you to just give a quick like we're gonna do we're gonna get deeper into this in a second, but I want to get to know you a little bit more, Adam. So you're you're actually based out in Ireland. Yeah, I, I live in Ireland. I live out in the Midlands. There are sheep. If I look outside, there are cows like out there. Uh, That's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm using 4G uh, because my home internet can't sustain a video call. Oh, and also I do computer science in college and I really like technology. So that's a terrible mix. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's great to have you on, man. And and of course, we have TK as well. I just want to make sure we give our shouts to our our guests again today, because yeah, like every single week we have like a, we have an email chain where we talk about like who's going to be on this week and what topics we're going to talk about. And uh, without fail, there's always Jaime saying, "Well, if I'm here." As in home, Honduras, more than likely, he's like, I'm not sure if my internet's going to be good. Or he might be traveling because Jaime travels even more than I do. It's crazy. Um, and then you have Brandon who, you know, he has, he's got a family and every now and then he might need to, to go off. So I'm glad that we have such a short list of people. Like, but we have a short list of great people. And uh, thank you guys so much for being on. Um, so TK, I haven't talked to you in a little while. Like, how have things been on your end? Uh, I've been busy. Been busy. I've been keeping busy at the end of the year. Uh, just focusing on my channel, trying to rework some stuff with uh, also on the XDA side, on the YouTube side, we're trying to uh, bump up our production there. And yeah, just keeping it busy. I, I love staying busy. That's my main thing in life. I, I find that if I just sit there around the house and I'm not doing something, even if it's not productive, I just feel like I'm wasting time. So uh, trying to end 2018 with a bang and start 2019 with an even bigger one. So yeah, good. I'm right there with you. 2019 hopefully is going to be like one hell of a year. Um, are you excited for CES coming up? Like, is is it? Are you jazzed about it? <laughs> so we we experience CES in a little bit differently, right? So we we get to see different parts of it. There's the floor, mm-hmm. there's the behind the scenes, and so on. And it is exciting as as the best way of your day starts so early in the morning and they end so late, but you're doing so much stuff. You're looking at so many new things. You're talking to people. You're working with people, and you get to meet up with your friends. That's the other really cool thing about CES. For me, is I get to see, you know, we get to hang out, we say hi, May, we see all the other guys. So for that part alone, definitely, that's the best way to start a year and, you know, just work it and see what's coming out. So I'm really excited and it's great. And it's also, it's pretty close to us. That's really the nicest thing, right? We don't have to go so far. Like, it's not like IFA with like a 13 hour flight. So we could just, uh, you know, I could, for me, I'm driving, so I'm going to be driving over there. And uh, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice. And I'm getting in there right after a little break. So it'll be good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, right. And that's the thing, like CES crept so much closer to New Year's. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're hungover and now you're recovered. Go to CES. <laughs> and don't so, get any sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just for it as well. Like, I'm glad that, you know, obviously there's this, there's this new home that I have with, with you guys, Pocket Now and, and, and with the weekly that allows me to still be able to come out to all of these things and, and uh, to have those resources. So I, I, I want to give my thanks for that. So we're, we're only a couple of weeks away from CES. So I'm really looking forward to that. You can, of course, uh, look forward to a lot of, uh, to a lot of coverage. Uh, but I was mainly going to say we're going to have some awesome weekly content. So um, we're going to do a podcast out there. We can actually get you like face-to-face TK, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, in Adam's case, you know, maybe, I mean, obviously the better one for you will probably be what, Barcelona or um, like MWC or IFA? Like if yeah, you yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So maybe, we'll, yeah, maybe we'll see you out there at some point. But, you know, we're getting a little <laughs> we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, CES is still a couple of weeks away, but just days from now, literally four. If you're watching this live right now, four days. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're so close. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. I'm just singing the song at this point. But <laughs> we do have a bit of a segment today uh, because we already talked about gifts that we would give people in our lives that we may not have already gifted or we are having a little bit of trouble figuring out what to give. Uh, we gave a lot of um, we gave a lot of suggestions last week about that. We've already gone through a bit of a year-end uh, look at 2018, giving a bit of a thought about... I, I remember that was the episode I did with Michael Fisher where we talked about uh, what our favorite devices of the year were. But now for today, 
we, we there was a bit of an idea to do something of a secret Santa, <laughs> which when this idea first came up, I was like, how are we going to do this? Okay, so we're not necessarily going to be gifting each other uh, in this episode. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't even imagine what the shipping costs would be to get to you, Adam. But <laughs> Wait, you mean you haven't sent me a phone? <laughs> it, it's, in the, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Just, yeah, just better be. <laughs> It's never. It's in the mail. That doesn't mean it's going to get to you. Josh, come on! I was just trying to get it. I was trying to get it under control, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what we thought of is, uh, it, there's going to be like a Secret Santa type of debate thing. So what we're kind of doing here is matching a smartphone to somebody. Because if you were to get a Secret Santa, if you were to be a part of one of these traditions or one of these, uh, one, one of these proceed, uh, one of these scenarios, you would get the name of somebody that you have to get to know them a little bit in order to figure out what gift to get them. Of course, they don't know that you're going to do that. So you have to be kind of stealthy and sleuthy and figure out who they are and figure out what gift would be great for them. Unfortunately for us, we don't really have the luxury of all that. Um, so what we have here is we're going to do a bit of an intro of ourselves, talking about ourselves for a little while, um, non-phone related. And then the other two people in this three-person chat uh, are going to debate as to what phone would be best for that user. We're going to figure out what Secret Santa gift smartphone would be best for them. So 30 seconds. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, figure out, I should probably just get like a timer up here. So, um, doo -doo -doo. so we're going to do 30 seconds. We're going to put that on the clock. That's a lot of pressure talking about yourself, but not relating to phones, though, dude. Right? Yeah. That isn't that kind it's of hard? I'm like, I'm isn't trying that to think my whole like, personality? What? what? Yeah, you just like <laughs> half of. Oh man! Isn't okay. that that's that's one of my biggest existential fears that I cannot describe myself without saying phone. <laughs> I I used uh, I, I, okay. I'm not even gonna get into one of this. I was gonna make a I was gonna make a self deprecating joke, but I think I've done that enough on the show. Um, all right, so we're going to let me just make sure my camera's working. Okay, Adam, you're gonna go first. I have 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm gonna go ahead and just. I'm not gonna be like stop, but like I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. That's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna say 30. This is not a debate. We're we're not gonna treat it like that. But Adam, this is perfect. Like I said earlier, this is a perfect time for us to get to know you, and this is a great place to do it. So, 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm gonna go ahead and hit go right now. Uh, I'm 19. I'm a computer science student. Uh, I spend about four hours on public transport daily. Uh, <laughs> I go out quite a lot, uh, like with friends and stuff. Uh, I play a lot of games, uh, mainly Counter Strike. But, uh, so, not much of a mobile gamer. Uh, I like tinkering with my devices. Oh. <laughs> so, like, watches and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I like music. Uh, I like, like, watching movies, bed, or TV shows, whatever. Uh, right, so that was about... All right, that's, that was about 30 seconds. You went 22 seconds before you said the word device, so that, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but it could be anything. It might be phones, but... <laughs> could have been watches. This, yeah, is yeah, the, no. the, this is an awesome, like, social experiment. All right, uh, TK, uh, you're first to... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah think that's about, a tough one. Yeah. Okay, you're up next. So... You got 30 seconds to think of a phone or a gift or something that would uh, match the 19-year-old... 19! <laughs> I, I was already blown away the moment you said that at the beginning of those 30 seconds. Um, go for it, TK, uh, and I'm going to hit go right now. So um, what I would probably recommend, just from based what I know about Adam, so Adam and I, we've, we've talked before, we've hung out before, so I, I kind of have a, we've met before, so for me, I would probably say, if I have to make a recommendation, would be the Mimix 3. 
and specifically the Mimix 3 in green, not in blue, in green. Uh, and uh, I think that would be a great device that he could not only use it for great pictures, uh, you know, good battery, quick charging, wireless charging, but all the specifications that I think it, it would definitely fit into his lifestyle of what he likes to do on his devices. And, uh, you know, he can also tinker with it later when he's uh, done, you know, enjoying the original operating system. All right, cool. So that would be 30. I have 30 seconds on the clock to give what I think would be a great phone, and I'm going to go start that right now. Oh, it didn't even... I, I missed the button, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start right now. I am going to do the thing that I think most gifters do, which is a complete... Like, it's not the thing you're supposed to do. I'm going to I'm going to inject some of my experience into your gift. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it is mostly about you, but it's also a little bit about me. You said that you're not much of a mobile gamer, so I would actually try to introduce you to the world of mobile gaming while still fulfilling the rest of what you said. So something like the Razer Phone 2, actually, would probably be one of my one of my main gifts to give. That way you have all the media that you want, and you also have the ability to try out mobile gaming, and it might end up being something you're really into. Okay, so there we go. So we have about a minute now to be able to talk about uh, to be able to talk about these choices and what. Uh, what they like we tika and i can basically debate at this point yeah that's essentially that's what i was going to say this is the point where yeah both of us can start talking uh specifically okay so so i, I like your approach i like the, the razor phone that's a good touch you're right it's a great gaming phone um i, I love the aesthetics of it but i the way i looked at it from the sense of what we what we're looking for is like an all-rounder right the the mm -hmm. Mimix is a great phone from the sense of design uh you had an opportunity to play with that one and i got a chance that that's one of the only experiences i've seen and hopefully i'll get mine next week but the uh, overall experience I think that Mimix would provide is just a, a tinkering experience. And I think the Razer phone, although a great gaming phone, you could still get a great experience out of the Mimix, especially because of the hardware and software combination that you get out of it. And of I course, think so, the sliding options. What I found so interesting, though, is that you said the Mimix 3, which is a phone that's not widely available. And I was like, that's a thing. That, that is a unique well, choice. So, <laughs> spe specific, so the reason why I said that one is, uh, the other reason is, uh, that one's actually coming out uh, next month, from what I understand, in uh, in the EU. And it just started to actually release. It was released in Hong Kong that's true. a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, it, but that's they, the did, they did variant, expand yeah. into the uh, into the EU market. And uh, the yeah. tinkering stuff, I can definitely support you there because, yeah, MIUI or... Yeah, MIUI. It is uh, MIUI, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, a, a lot of tinkering there. I guess I was thinking of tinkering more on a surface level uh, and thinking of, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Nova and everything like that. But, of course, gaming is what I wanted to, like, inject into it. So, all right. I, I so, think, that would be... I think you got the winner. Yeah, I think you got... Well, definitely with the gaming, but it depends on what Adam likes, really. Yeah. Do exactly. I... It, de it, do it I depends on... <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can now okay, respond, well, Adam. This is well, so funny. Um, I hate to break it to both of you. But I actually have a Mix 2S and a Razer Phone 2 right here. Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm <laughs> and the 2S is basically the 3. And I will admit that I much preferred the 2S over the Razer Phone 2 because the Razer Phone mm. 2's battery wasn't great. Uh, I And the camera is not that good. Um, however, the Razer Phone 2 is a really good choice because I have been enjoying that specifically for watching Netflix. Uh, so I have the Mix 2S, which I use my daily driver. And then when I get home, I'll use the... The Razer Phone Razor 2 to watch phone. Netflix or whatever. So, yeah, yeah both of you actually had the perfect, like, devices. Well, <laughs> just, if I had just to choose you gotta one, pick one, yeah. Yes. You gotta pick uh, one, man. Pick one. 2S. Because if I only have one as a daily driver, because I'm spending so long commuting, I do need the longer battery. I can't, I can't fault you once. So, so well, the sorry, Mix 3. three. Yeah, Mix I mean, 3. Yeah, yeah, it'll end up being basically, yeah. yeah so. 
Yeah, I, I can't fault you. Fun. I can't fault you for that at all because I I was actually thrown. I already had my 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 uh my answer in mind, and then when TK said Mimix three, I was like, crap, a full screen. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, I can't deny that slider phone. It's just it's just a joy. Um, yeah. To to just snap that thing back and forth. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. Man. All right, so um, Jules is going to take care of the timing for us, so he'll just he'll just uh, let us know when the time is up. So I'm not going to worry about hitting a timer anymore. So what we're going to do then is go ahead to TK. We have 30 seconds on the chat clock, let's call it. 30 seconds. Tell us about yourself, TK. Um, I'm a dad, uh, and I, I love running. I love uh, sports activities outdoors. I love spending time with my family. Um, I love uh, capturing nature in any way, either be it in person or through other mediums. Um, uh, I love things that are functional in life. I love things that have dual purpose. I don't, I don't like things just to be good for one thing. If it's going to be good for me, it has to do multiple things and it could be something I can carry with me all the time. So um, I try to have, uh, <laughs> I try to enjoy life as much as I can behind the screen and in front of uh, in front of the screen and behind the screen that's the best way to describe it mm. okay so that's time so I, i'm i'm up for the first response <clears throat> okay i think that uh i would actually think of the ipad pro 2018 um because it's sort of the now you said you love to capture life uh and it may not be the most uh it may not be the most uh, the best way of capturing life with a tablet on the camera on the back of the ipad pro but it would be one of the best ways of experiencing the pictures that you have already gotten of nature of your kids of your family on the ipad pro which is one of its main functions but it's also just a it's a sleek device that i think you would be able to throw into any bag uh, that you can bring with you it may not be as portable as a phone but it's also invaluable compared to a phone because it gives you that big camera and the performance that you might need in order to uh, connect all the parts of your life together. I think that would be my 30. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I know you, TK, and I know that you just like having things work, while also, you know, you like Android. So I would probably actually go to Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus, simply because if you have a family, it's got a great camera, battery's decent, it has multi- it has so many different features, it's, a, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but I think just in general, for your use case, it's good enough and open enough that you can modify it and decently do what you want with it, while also just having it work, having it there for like taking nature pictures, whatever, being with your family, taking pictures of them, uh, going on the internet, doing research, looking up anything you need at any given time. So I'd say the S9 Plus. All right, so we have our crosstalk time right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> you, me you mentioned about getting into Android and customizing it and all that stuff, but on uh, on the iPad Pro, you have things like Cydia. Oh, wait. <laughs> Just playing. <like, laughs> but yeah, the... Uh, I think that uh, I think that the iPad Pro personally is more about like the consumers that the just consuming the content that he might already have uh, all of the tools that he needs in order to capture nature in order to capture. I was sort of working under that. I don't really like assuming, but I would I would think that he already has uh, a camera uh, to to be able to take pictures of his kids and of nature and whatnot, and then a place to be able to consume all of that media and to enjoy it, but also to be able to edit it on the fly without having to rely on a very small screen. That's the reason why I was thinking of the iPad Pro. Okay, that that's actually pretty fair. Yeah. But um, mentioned something about one like being a, like the portability of having the S nine Plus as a phone because it's got a big enough screen for consuming content and stuff, and you can do basic video editing on like on the S nine Plus. Um, 
I don't imagine TK would really want to be doing like massive video editing on his phone. So I figured whatever's there is probably good enough. Um, <laughs> I, I do agree with your points though. I do see where you're coming from, but I think the S9 Plus would probably be better or the S10 Plus whenever it Light arrives. Assuming it builds. Lightroom iOS, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. They are getting it first, but yeah. Um, so is, is it by my time to come back to, to answer yeah. both of you now? Go for it. Uh, so my first answer, my second answer. Ah, there we go. <laughs> this <laughs> is so both. funny. We're picking things you have already. We're the worst <laughs> secret sandwich. I'm not, I'm not trying to copy Adam. I'm not trying to copy. <laughs> so I, I don't have the newest iPad Pro 2018. So that one I, I definitely would love to be able to play with. Um, if I had to choose between the two, um, I will always favor portability for, from the sense of so to to your point, Josh, you're right. I, I would for me to take pictures like the really best pictures I can take with me would be from the A7 III. That's just an amazing camera, um, and it's great camera. But there's the lack of portability, right? Whenever I'm around with my family, we're out in nature. I love to take my big camera, but at nine times out of ten, I end up taking the smartphone. So mm. um, for the sake of not looking, you know, how you doing? And we've all seen that. <laughs> uh, I probably would give it to Adam on on the on the S9 Plus. It's definitely one of my Top, top phones of 2018. If I had to put like a the top three, this would be the number three spot for me. It's a very nice, solid performer. It runs one UI beta, so definitely a winner in my book. <laughs> very nice. Which is surprisingly is what I'm doing right now. I'm updating one UI. Oh, okay, cool. Um, all right, cool. So um, I'm officially over two, and uh, <laughs> uh, but perfectly fine. Like I said, I, I go a little bit outside of the. Uh, the realm a little bit. I I inject myself in it a little bit. Um, you got it. You got it. It's a textbook narcissist, right? It's totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thirty seconds on the clock for myself. Um, what? This is great. I have thirty seconds to talk about myself after I just called myself a textbook narcissist. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So um, I am a tea drinker first and foremost. It's probably it's probably the thing I do the most throughout the day. I always have a bottle near me, like the one I'm going to show right now. Um, I'm always drinking tea. I'm always trying to stay healthy. Health is very important to me as a type two diabetic. I'm always trying to make sure that I uh, stay as healthy as possible. Uh, but it's also a mental thing for me as well. One thing that I want to do in 2019 is uh, try and get back to things like meditation and to uh, get back into mindfulness. I sound like a typical California hippie right now, but that's really where my mind is. So um, health and wellness are, are big things for me. And this is great because I'm saying those things and normally for somebody to hear that, they would look at health and wellness products, but I'm saying it knowing you have to look at devices and tech. <laughs> I see through you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adam, uh, you want to take first or you want to go to Apple? Oh, I, I, I want to go after. <laughs> oh, wait, I have to go now? Yeah, yeah, because we're going oh, in line. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. Uh, oh, now, I'm mainly going, this is, I, this is also kind of influenced based on me talking to you for the last hour being the fact that that's the first time I have. Um, I would kind of say the Razer phone, given that number one, <laughs> you mentioned your like of gaming. <laughs> but also, I think, like, for in terms of like being able for recreational activities, uh, like because obviously part of health is as you said mindfulness and kind of like just recreation and being happy. I feel like for media consumption and gaming, that the Razer phone is a perfect phone. It doesn't sound like you're much of a photographer from your phone. I I, I could be entirely wrong, but yeah, I just think for media consumption and such, I think the Razer phone. Cool. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I I can't respond yet, so it's a TK story. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this would this would be my part. So. Um, 
so from 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 talking to Josh, from seeing Josh a few times, I realized one of the main things that I think you would definitely appreciate, uh, and it, the reason behind that is because I think this will fit your your life in depending regardless which way you go. I would say is the Garmin Phoenix Five. A smart. Oh, it's basically. Yeah, yeah, not yet. So, but so my thing would be a smartwatch, or basically an accessory to your uh, your lifestyle. Something that can be augmenting your uh, wanting to go out, do exercise, uh, being mindful of where you are, tracking your activities, being able to help you just get all your information. And the beauty about it is it's independent, so it means it doesn't really rely on a smartphone. Uh, so you could be an Android, an iOS, uh, iPad, even. I think this would work great for you. Uh, and I think it would be a, a nice little uh, accessory to keep, you know, something to switch around from the other smartwatches that you've used uh, throughout the year. All right. Crosstalk time. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I think the, I, my biggest thing would really just be the smartwatch, I think, is good, but there's not a whole lot you can do with a smartwatch, if you get what I mean. Like, it's good for, yeah. like, fitness and mm -hmm. all that, like, that kind of thing, like, uh, tracking health and everything. But so that, that was what I was trying to go for, yeah. Yeah, but the one thing I would say is it doesn't have many uses outside of that. Like, it's not, like, a universal product. Like, when I was going with you, I was thinking, well, yeah, the iPad would be great. But I was also thinking from the sense of, well, you also need a phone or... Like it needs more kind of functionalities. So. Uh, yes, no, exactly. So I I went with the, so the, it's hard to recommend a phone for Josh because Josh gets to play with a lot of phones, right? It's kind of like right. the guy that has all the all the toys. You can't really put a phone there. So I felt yeah. Um, the the health angle that I was trying to go with was something that would work, just something to help him augment. Now Garmin makes great watches. Um, uh, there's a lot of other accessories that are on the market also that would help Fitbit and so on. So I think the approach to augment any existing phone he may choose to be with. So in a way, both of our gifts would kind of make a, a perfect example for him. That's that's the other reason why I kind of went with the watch. You know, yeah. if he decides to go with both, he'll be happy. Now watch him pull out a Garmin and uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's your no, turn, Josh. You know what? I have to say, like, I wish I could, uh, but I've actually never tried a Garmin. I really have not. Uh, you got to yeah. talk to Jaime. Talk to Jaime. He cannot talk enough about that stuff, man. Are you kidding? Okay, what's going to happen is if, if ever there's a Garmin in the in the mix, he's going to just grab it and say mine. So yeah. he, <laughs> I, I won't even have a chance. Um, but I, I, okay, for the sheer fact that it's it's absolutely new to me, then I, mm -hmm. I would pick the Garmin. Um, I don't know what capabilities it has in terms of mindfulness and wellness. Um, but I, I do agree with you, uh, Adam, that uh, even in this first... Now, we did just meet, and you are not entirely wrong that clearly gaming is something I, I enjoy, and it's something that I do to decompress. So you're absolutely right with that. So the Razer Phone 2 is a phone that I... What's funny is it took me a long time to review it because I kept playing <laughs> with it. I, I could yeah. never actually use it as an actual phone because I kept... It, there was just this absolute bliss in just playing games on it. Um, so you're absolutely right there. Um, you also also tapped into a new thing with me that um, I am a vlogger, so I try to have devices in order to uh, take pictures and to and to shoot video and whatnot. But if my phone is not amazing at it, like the Razer Phone 2 is not, then of course, you're right. I do have plenty of other devices that will help me do all of that, including the camera that I'm using right now. Um, I'm using a GH5 for as a webcam for crying out loud. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it's just the cam link that I'm that that's keeps bugging out right now. It's bugging out even more right now. Look at me. <laughs> um, I but in this case, yeah, I think that the Garmin is definitely like uh, between the two. It makes the most sense for what I said in the 30 seconds, but also for the fact that I've actually never tried one before. So that'd be really exciting to do. Um, all right, cool.
So this was a, this was was a nice little experiment. experiment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get to know a little bit more about your, uh, you know, your co-host. That's good. Yeah, we got, you know, this was this. Um, oh, I did pick a winter jewels. It was the Garmin. Yeah, especially for the especially for the fact that it's absolutely new to me. I think the Garmin would be amazing, um, especially for the, the health stuff. And it's funny and because outdoors, it's great with GPS tracking and ma- you know, offline. It just they, they've been knocking it out. They make really great hardware. Yeah. Um, I'm always looking for other, I'm always looking for new, uh, uh, like health products and whatnot. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jules said, yeah, just making sure. Cause it did sound like you, <laughs> you know what, you know what actually makes the perfect sense. I'm, I'm just going to shout this out real quick. Cause I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to talk about this on the show. This ring right here, uh, the, uh, the aura ring. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a sleep tracking smart ring. So like. If you yeah, wanted the cool. if you wanted if you wanted a product that actually encapsulates Joshua Vergara in a nutshell, it's this right here. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I, I could even. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a great product. I'll, I'm going to do a video on it at some point, but I don't know when I'll be able to do that because uh, sleep tracking takes weeks to to mm-hmm. establish a baseline, and then you can figure out how it works after that. But in any case, um, I hope everybody's staying as healthy as possible in this holiday season. Um, thank you so much for uh, doing this little Secret Santa thing with us. Um, it's interesting because we had every form of Secret Santa. The, oh, that's my best friend. I know exactly what to get him. And also the, who the hell is this person? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it was awesome. And, and you, you, you're, you're, you're astute. For a 19-year-old, you're astute. You know, you can... <laughs> You were able to deduce a few things about me, and it made a lot of sense. All right, cool. Well, before we get out of here, I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas to all of our Same viewers. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, you guys. Yeah. I hope everybody has a great one. Jules, Merry Christmas to you as well. I know you're in the, you're scrolling around over there right now. So, <laughs> But um, I know you can hear us. So uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. And on that holiday note, let's see if my camera is not going to freeze while I do the entire outro. And on that merry note, that is it for now. The Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections or by emailing us podcast at pocketnow.com. On Twitter, we have TK, who is the most complicated of the bunch, TKDSL8655 on Twitter. (laughs) Not so bad. Um, Adam is at Adam Conway IE. That doesn't mean Internet Explorer, does it? No, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. Our producer extraordinaire is, of course, at Point Jewels, and I am JV Tech Tea. You know me by now. I'm JV. I love tech, and I love to drink tea. PocketNow is at PocketNow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the PocketNow Daily and PocketNow Adario every weekday. We would really appreciate your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you might be streaming us, because without you, we couldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for now 337 shows straight until the next episode which is going to be right before the new year oh there you go my my camera did freeze (laughs) (laughs) let me just do one last reset before we sign off here there we go i I gotta say i love the freeze frames i'm gonna be looking over this video (laughs) at one point when we had two of you next to each other one frozen and then the second one froze that's just that's pure gold right there i'm gonna get tweets from everybody (laughs) just the the derpy faces i've been making this entire time well hopefully i'll be able to fix it for the next episode but until the next episode which will be our year-end extravaganza have a safe and merry week no matter what you choose to celebrate coming up we'll talk again soon thank you so much for watching and cheers everybody see you on the next one bye-bye see you